We are a week away from two very important matches for U.S. soccer. But before we get to that, we have a pretty wild MLS Week 3 schedule to look forward to this weekend. This is the SBI Show. Hello, everybody. I'm Ivis Galarcep, and it's Friday. I know everyone's looking forward to the weekend. I know some of you are still recovering from St. Patrick's Day. Some of you are enjoying the NCAA basketball tournament. We're not here to talk about basketball. We're here to talk about soccer. And I'm cranking out a show before the action starts this weekend in MLS. I'm heading to Yankee Stadium tonight for NYCFC Orlando City. It's the first of three games I'll be able to see in person this weekend. We have Red Bulls Houston on Saturday, and I have Philly New England on Sunday. So I'll have them all covered. I'll be all over the place, up and down I-95 for the next couple of days. Uh, we, we have a short show today uh, as, as I uh, try to get a squeeze a show in before the weekend. I figured, you know, people wanted to hear about the weekend's games, the latest in, in news going on. I'm going to squeeze this one in. I'll probably end up being very late for the NYCFC game or uh, hopefully just on time, which is usually how it works out for me. Uh, knock on wood. Hopefully I don't uh, jinx myself, but we'll jump right into it. We have to, we'll start off with MLS because I got to tell you, this is a great schedule of games. Last week's matches were, were okay, but they weren't, they weren't the really enticing matchups that we have this week. Uh, in week three, and and it's uh, they're all over the place, and we have we have a little bit of everything. We have some rivalries, we have we have at least one for for my money a potential MLS Cup preview. Uh, you have we have it all. So I'm going to start off obviously Friday night, NYCFC Orlando. By the time you're listening to this, the game will have ended unfortunately, um, but this this should be a good one. Uh, and although a couple of big stars won't be in this game, uh, Kaká. Uh, most likely for Orlando and Frank Lampard for NYCFC, it still should be a very good matchup. Orlando City's uh, had they have two ties right now. Uh, they've shown some good flashes. They've had some some things go their way. Something some things not go their way late, but they should provide a very good test for NYCFC. Uh, and then obviously Patrick Vieira's team comes in off of that two-two tie against Toronto. Uh, we'll see what lineup, what system they deploy. Are they going to go back to the three-four-three? Or three six one, whatever you may call it. Uh, but we'll see if uh, we'll we'll see if if, if Vieira wants to experiment again uh, with his with his formation. And I'm looking forward to seeing what he does because again, it's a different opponent, different challenges. Thing with Orlando City is they they do have some very dangerous wide players. You talking about Breck Shea, Kevin Molino. Um, they're not going to have a ton of space to work with. So you wonder how they're going to be able to go at uh, New York City. And, and given the fact that there are those dangerous wide players, um, does Vieira decide instead to go with a more traditional four-man defense? Uh, I think he could. Um, I'm definitely looking forward to seeing Ma- uh, uh, Matarita, the Costa Rican left back, uh, go up against Kevin Molino. Or, or you know, hopefully they'll be matched up against each other, probably considering how narrow the field is. Um, that, that this match could go either way. I think Orlando City's defense has been vulnerable or has looked vulnerable for me, for my money. I mean, obviously, they weren't tested a ton last week against the 10-man Chicago Fire, but they're going to definitely be tested tonight uh, by that NYCFC attack and David Villa. Uh, so looking forward to that one. I will be there. It should be a good one. Um, I do wish Kaká and Lampard were, were playing, but... I think there's still enough uh, enough star power, and then yes, Andrea Pirlo. Let's see if he can build on last week's impressive performance. Uh, moving on to Saturday's slate of matches, we have Chicago against Columbus. Columbus Owen. Who would have thought that the team, the Owen two team in this matchup, would be Columbus? I, I, I can't imagine anyone, uh, even in Chicago, would have said that would have seen that happening. Um, but here we are. 
Uh, Chicago coming off of a, a hard-earned point against Orlando City. Uh, there's still a lot of questions about uh, Velich Kopanovic's team. Um, they face a crew team that is 0-2 uh, and is looking at a very tough schedule after this weekend. Uh, if they don't get three points here, you know they they could they could suddenly be slipping in a bit of a hole early on. Um, so I'm sure Greg Berhalter has looked at that and he knows this is a game you need your three points in, especially after you drop points and you lost at home to the Philadelphia Union. Uh, Kai Kamara keeps saying it every show. I feel like I'm I'm I'm, I'm picking on him, but you know what? It's up to him. He's got to finish his chances, all of his ch- chances, and I have a feeling there'll be chances there for him against Chicago, uh, not to take anything away from the fire, who who looked better defensively against Orlando City than they did in the opener against NYCFC, especially when you consider that they had 10 men only uh, from for a large part of that Orlando City match, but I think the crew will come out firing, even though it's a road game, even though Chicago's at home. I have to go with the Columbus crew. Uh, I think they'll take this one, and I think they'll they'll break out. I think this will be a breakout for them, and we'll see the team that everyone expected to see when the season began. Uh, moving on to New York Red Bulls, Houston Dynamo. This is actually a very intriguing match, very exciting, uh, potentially exciting match when you think about the Dynamo coming off of five and zero, a five zero victory over FC Dallas. That high flying attack that Owen Coyle has has rolling. We're talking eight goals in two matches. They go up against the Red Bulls team that hasn't scored a single goal this season. So are we finally going to see the Red Bulls attack that we saw last year, the one that led the league in scoring? Um, this is a big game for the Red Bulls. The, you definitely don't want to start 0-3 with two home games at that. Um, and they need, to find the, they need to find the net. They need to score um, zero goals in two games. It's pretty crazy when you think about the talent that they have. Gonzalo Verón is expected to play. I think that's going to be a big boost for them. I think he's going to give them some energy and some excitement. Uh, and working in in uh, in the Red Bulls' favor, Houston uh, likely to be without Giles Barnes and Christian Maidana in their attack, and and that's going to uh, th- that's going to cause their, their their offense to take a hit. But they still have weapons. That's not that's not uh, overlook the other players they have. Obviously, Andrew Wenger coming off a Player of the Week uh, performance. You have Will Bruin. Uh, who's definitely a handful. So they'll they'll still pose a threat to that Red Bulls defense. I'm definitely looking forward to the Kamar Lawrence Andrew Wenger matchup on that side of the field. I think that's gonna be a very good test for both of them. Uh, uh, and I, I don't know who to go with. I tell you what, I'll give the Red Bulls the the, the pick in this one, uh, if only because Houston's uh, shorthanded with, without Barnes and without Maidana. I think as much as they do have some some good options off the bench. Um, I just think it's tough to see the Red Bulls dropping two games at home as tough as they were last year. I know this is a new year. I know their defense definitely showed some vulnerabilities, especially last week. I mean, Gideon Ba had an absolute nightmare in the second half against Montreal. Uh, but I think they rebound. I think Gideon Ba rebounds, and I think they, they take care of business here, and they beat Houston in what should be a very exciting match. Uh, next up, we have the match that I would say could be an MLS Cup preview. Uh, maybe not, but I think it could be. FC Dallas-Montreal. And I'd tell you what, this one is going to be a barn burner. You have Didier Drogba uh, expected to make his 2016 MLS debut after sitting out the first couple of matches. Uh, he joins an impact team that's that's 2-0 and playing some of the best soccer in the league. They go down to Dallas, and they're playing an FC Dallas team that is is absolutely one. You know they want to make up for last week's embarrassment, right? When you get beat up the way FC Dallas got beaten up last week by Houston— uh, you know they're going to come back strong. They're going to come back stronger. They're going to come back eager to erase the demons of last week. And 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 it's not going to be an easy test. You get Drogba, who's fresh, who's healthy. 
Uh, unclear at this point if he's going to start for them, but whether he starts, whether he comes off the bench, he's going to be a handful. I'm definitely looking forward to the midfield battle here. I think that's the that's the, the, the matchup to watch is the battle in the midfield. Uh, if Marco Donadell is healthy, even, whether or not he's healthy, I think Eric Alexander and Donadell go, going up against Mauro Diaz or Callum Malice if Donadell can't go. Uh, and then obviously on the flanks, you have uh, Fabian Castillo, and Michael Berrios looking to get at that the Montreal fullbacks, uh, Danny Toya and Ambrose Ayango. Plenty of great matchups there. And then, of course, uh, Grueso for FC Dallas uh, looking to try to contain Harry Ship, who's been who's been on a roll lately. Uh, so th- there's just so many good matchups here. Uh, I think FC Dallas is going to stop Montreal's momentum, even though Drogba is going to be there. I just think FC Dallas is going to is going to write the ship and they're going to you know, snap out of the, uh, that last week's funk that they had, and Jesse Gonzalez and Matt Hedges. Hopefully, they uh, they had a nice little sit down and, and went over some things because both they both had absolute shockers last week. But I think they will. I think they'll rebound, and I think they'll pull this one out. And 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 again, another great match. Another. I tell you what, MLS schedule makers. I wasn't that impressed with last week's uh, schedule of games. I got to say, when I looked at it, I was kind of like, eh, you know, there's nothing here that's really popping out at me. That is making me say, oh, I really need to see that match. I mean, Seattle RSL, I thought was interesting. Obviously, Portland San Jose was going to have its, its challenges. But this week's schedule is 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 loaded. It's loaded. So FC Dallas, Montreal, I'll go FC Dallas. This should be another barn burner. And then we have Cascadia rivalry, Seattle, Vancouver. The battle of 0-2 teams. Let me tell you, who thought we'd have the combined 0-4 record? Uh, between these teams, when they, uh, you know, when they, when they, the schedule came out, I, I can't imagine few, anyone would have expected that. Uh, now, I, it should be, I should say that both of these teams, you know, they're zero and two. I wouldn't say they've played terribly. Uh, when you look at the teams that are zero and two, I think the Red Bulls have had some really bad moments. I think uh, the Columbus Crew have had some disappointing moments. But for me, Seattle of the zero and two teams, I, I think they've played the best. And I know that's like not, it's not saying much exactly, but. I think they're a team that said they're not they're not that far away. Uh, and obviously, you miss Obafemi Martins. They still you know they need to figure out are they going to go sign a designated player. Uh, but they still have enough weapons on hand, I think, to take care of business. And Vancouver's defense is is for me a, a big question mark. There, Kendall Waston has not started the season off well. Uh, you know, one of the top defenders in the league last year, uh, very close to being an MLS Defender of the Year last year. He hasn't been at his best so far early in the season. So that one bears watching because if if Washington doesn't bring his best against uh, against Seattle, they're gonna they're gonna be in a lot of trouble. So uh, I think you know Seattle. I like Seattle in this one. I think that you know they're at home. I know they were at home against Sporting KC to open the season, but that that in that match they were coming off the Champions League. I think they were tired. I think they're going to go into this one with something to prove, and I think Clint Dempsey has a big game. I think Seattle knocks this one out of the park, and Vancouver's going to have some real questions sitting at 0-3. Uh, next up, we have Portland-Real Salt Lake. Another great matchup, and the reason I say it's a great matchup because RSL has been playing really well. They're 1-0-1. They actually have a better record in Portland uh, after two matches. Uh, and their dangerous attack with uh, uh, Burrito... Mofsisian and Jao Plata goes up against the Portland defense that's going to be without uh, Liam Ridgewell, who's injured. So they're catching the Timbers at a good time right now. So I, I think that that's uh, this is shaping up to be a very exciting match. Uh, again, I think this is going to be a... It's funny because the, these teams have had their defensive battles in the past, right? Some real, some real t- tactical 
chess matches. Uh, and, but I, I tell you what, I think this time around, these teams are just going to go at each other. I think they're going to. It's just going to be haymakers and back and forth, an attacking match. Maybe this is what you're thinking on my part, because I would love to see both these teams just go at each other, counterattack, counterattack. Uh, but we'll see. I, I think Portland's going to regroup. They're obviously at home. Um, they're so tough at home. I have to give Portland the edge there. Uh, and we'll see if Darren Maddox gets on the field. You know, he, he recently acquired uh, another Akron Zip alumnus. Well, not, I don't, I don't know if he graduated, but alumna, you know, former Akron Zip joining Caleb Porter's squad. I know Caleb Porter's excited to have him. Uh, so we'll see. We'll see how uh, how Maddox responds in, in his new environment. But I tell you what, that Portland attack, I think they're going to have, have a field day against RSL's defense. Nothing against RSL's defense. I know they, they've shown well. Uh, but no, I think I think I think the Timbers tear them up. Uh, and up next, the California Classico, LA Galaxy, San Jose, uh, LA uh, without Gio De Santos for this one. Uh, looks like they'll probably have Ashley Cole for this one. But you know what? No excuses. LA should be the favorite going into this, even though San Jose one is one of the two and O teams in the league. And Dom Kinnear's team is looking pretty good, especially defensively. So that's the question. Can the Earthquakes defense going to LA into that big field? and contain the galaxy and i know hey the colorado rapids just did that last week so is it as tough as it used to be to shut down the la galaxy that's the big question right uh for me i think it's uh, i think it will be tough i think la comes home i think they're they're eager eager to prove something and 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 get back on track and i think we're going to see the attack that we saw blow up on dc in the second half of the opener uh robbie Keane is due to, to to get rolling i think mike mcgee obviously he showed in week one he's ready to have a, a good season. I want to see Brian Rowe in goal, the goalkeeper. He is, he's obviously going to start for Dan Kennedy, who's injured now. He's going to be out for a while. Uh, I think Rowe is a very underrated goalkeeper. I think he's taken advantage of the opportunities that he's had, and he's looked very good. I mean, I've been a Rowe fan since uh, since the UCLA days where, where he looked very good there. So, um, again, San Jose, not to just sleep on San Jose because, you know, they've played well also. But, you know what, for me, uh, I have to go the Galaxy in this one. I just do. I, I think if it was in San Jose, I'd go San Jose. But f- uh, for this one, I'm going to go with the Galaxy uh, to take it. Uh, moving on to Philly. Philly in their home opener uh, on Sunday, taking on uh, the New the New England Revolution. And I'll actually uh, hopefully be at this match on Sunday. Uh, Philly uh, with their home opener at Talent Energy. Is it Stadium? I don't, I don't have it in front of me. It's no longer PPL Park. And hopefully the name change, hopefully for their sake, the name change means a, a little better success at home that they, than they've had in the past. It's been a bit of a house of horrors. I, I touched on that uh, in my in my MLS preview for Goal.com. The fact that they've had some nightmares at home. Uh, when you think about teams in MLS uh, who are good at home and who are not good at home, Union are definitely on the uh, the negative end of that spectrum. Um, but Jim Curtin is, uh, you know, he came out and he made a point to say, listen, this is a new team. These are new players. It's a new era. And hopefully the past doesn't matter, and 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 we'll see. I mean, New England's a tough team. They're a handful, especially their attack. Their attack can definitely cause problems. That Philly defense, uh, you know, they they stepped up last week, got the win. They didn't get the shutout, but they did get the win in Columbus. Chris Pontius with the two goals, but I don't. I'm not sold on that Philly defense. I think that that Philly defense uh, needs to show that it can it can shut uh, shut teams down consistently. And and there are questions about about that back line. So we'll see. New England should provide a good test. Uh, I'm going to go. I'll probably go. I'll go for a tie for this one because uh, I, I, I don't know if I can get Philly to win. And I don't know if I can give New England the win either because New England's had some some ups and downs this year. Obviously, they tied D.C. last week. 
you know, they, they tied Houston late in the opener. Um, so that'll be a third tie for New England. Uh, I'm sure Revs fans will love that. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I can't pick a winner in this one, so I'll go tie for that one. Uh, last couple of matches, we have DC United, Colorado. Not exactly the not exactly the casual fans' uh, first choice of matches to watch this week. Uh, the less said about this one, the better. Although, hey, credit to Colorado. They got the big win against the LA Galaxy last week, so they have to be feeling confident uh, going over to D.C. And if you're D.C. United, you did get a point on the road in New England. So that's also a bit of a confidence booster. But you know what? Colorado with with Gashi getting suspended, I know that was you know definitely disappointing for the Rapids. That I think that that's a big loss for them. Uh, I'm gonna go DC. I'm gonna go DC in this one. I just, I just think uh, they they always find a way to grind out the wins against the teams that they should beat, and this is a team that that everyone should beat at the, until Jermaine Jones and Tim Howard get to town. Uh, this is gonna be an ugly one. I'll go DC United. Uh, and then the last match of the of the of the weekend, we have Sporting Kansas City, TFC. Uh, this one's going to be another fun one. Uh, I mean, Sebastian Jovinko going up against that uh, that Sporting KC defense that is not going to be an easy an easy one for for either. That's going to be a great 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 test for both sides. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Sporting KC at home. Uh, they're always they're always tough to deal with. Uh, you know, they, 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 they look really good. And, and Nuno Coelho as a center back, I mean, him and Beasler, uh, f- look, look like a perfect fit for what Peter Vermees likes to do with his, with his, his system in terms of having, uh, playing it out of the back. Uh, you obviously always had Beasler who could play it out of the back, but now Coelho looks like he's just, he can be just as good playing out of the back. So if they have both those guys and you can build from the back and they're, they're comfortable on the ball. I mean that's a big advantage for them and what they want to do. So that that that's a great a great matchup. And this is and Javinko's a great test, obviously, for what he can do. Josie Altador could potentially play in this game. That would definitely be a game changer if he can play. I don't know if he'll start in this game, but if he does play, then that's going to change things up, shake things up a bit. Uh, I'll still go. I'll still go Sporting KC just because they're at home. I think they'll go three and zero. Dom Dwyer, uh, you know, he obviously is coming off the big game against Vancouver. Uh, he faces a TFC defense that is obviously better than it used to be. Now, they gave up two goals last week to NYC, but I still think their defense is pretty solid, and I don't think Dwyer's going to have as easy a time. But we'll see. We'll see if Dwyer can keep it rolling because he definitely looks like he's ready to have a big year, and so does Sporting Kansas City. So I'll pick them to win at home in, at Children's Mercy Park, another another one of the MLS stadiums that changed their name this winter. So we'll go KC on that one. Uh, so, yeah, that's the weekend slate. And... You know, it was pretty quick, but again, a lot of good matchups. It definitely, if you have MLS Direct Kick, MLS Live, you're going to want to record as many of these games as you can because there's so many good matches to watch uh, this weekend. Uh, moving on to U.S. Na- men's national team news, uh, we have a couple of quick nuggets to get through. Uh, the new uniforms have been unveiled by Nike. The general consensus is nobody likes them. They're trash. Okay, maybe not that extreme, but... Kidding aside, the general consensus is people don't really like them, and I don't. I can't say I like them, but it's always when it comes with the uniforms, you need to see them in action. You need to see the team wear them to really get a good sense of how how they'll look. I mean, some uniforms they look bad, but then you see them in action, and it's like, oh, okay. And then some uniforms you see them in action, like the Columbus Crew uniform, and it's still ugly. It's still not. It shouldn't exist. So uh, I, I I think. I think I'll reserve full judgment 
until I see them in action. But my my early my early thought on the U.S. uniforms is that they're pretty bland, and Nike needs to just not. I don't know. I just feel like Nike the last couple of years has really really done much of a good job. I mean, obviously the Centennial uniforms were great. I feel like a lot of people love those, but other than that, it's been some pretty bland and pretty, in some cases, terrible uh, uniform decisions for the U.S. national team. Uh, we're still waiting on the roster for for the World Cup qualifiers for the U.S. They're not going to announce until uh, after this weekend's matches. Usually, it's on Sunday or Monday, probably Sunday, that they're 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 going to put the the rosters out. Yet, the one thing we do know, Josie Altidore will be in training camp. Uh, that doesn't mean he's going to be on the roster for the matches, but he will be in camp. Uh, Klinsman, it sounds like Klinsman's going to bring in a, a pretty sizable group to camp. It's not going to be a small group. Obviously, you have two matches. Uh, you can you can change. I think you, for for this setup, you can have different players for for the two different matches. And for those who forget, they're playing Guatemala twice. They're playing them in Guatemala on uh, next Friday, and then they then they go to Columbus and play them. At Map Free Stadium, and uh, Josie Altidore is definitely a guy that they, the U.S. needs. Um, you know, he's so important to what they do. Uh, but again, a guy he, he needs to stay healthy, and he, he's been injured now. Uh, he looks like he's working his way back, and they're definitely going to need him. Uh, well, they don't they they don't necessarily need him to beat Guatemala, but they're definitely better with him uh, than without him. And um, so we'll see we'll see who what happens there. Uh, the U twenty three is obviously uh, play Colombia next week. That's another one of the the big matches I was alluding to at the end uh, in the intro. Uh, no word on the roster yet for them. Uh, I thought the roster would be would be released uh, today on Friday, but uh, it looks like it hasn't come out yet. Um, I don't know how many surprises we'll see. The sense I get is that uh, Andy Herzog has had some success uh, getting uh, releases for for the people that he wanted to have brought into this match. Uh, it uh, it definitely doesn't sound like we'll see the likes of John Brooks or, or DeAndre Yedlin play for the U23 as it sounds like Jurgen Klinsmann wants as strong a team as possible to face Guatemala. I think Jordan Morris obviously will be that kind of guy who who could have been on the senior team but will be on the 23s. But in terms of guys like Yedlin and Brooks, uh, it's fair to say they'll be with the uh, with the senior team. So we'll see what the roster looks like. We'll definitely go over probably both rosters on the next show on Monday. I'll, I'll have... Uh, We'll definitely have my man Paul Tenorio back on uh, for the next show, which which will hopefully drop on Monday, and uh, we'll go over the rosters. But uh, hopefully, the U twenty three and the senior rosters will be out uh, by next Sunday night slash Monday, and uh, we'll be able to dissect those uh, pretty thoroughly. And last couple of notes: we have uh, Bobby Wood continues to score goals. Uh, he is tearing up the the two Bundesliga. Uh, he scored once again. Uh, I believe he tied Connor Casey's record for most goals by an American in one in the German top in the top two divisions of Germany. Uh, for those for those of you old school cats who can remember uh, Connor Casey playing for Mainz and, and being a handful again before he had the knee injuries. Uh, before that, they were going back a ways. We're going back a long ways. For those who don't remember, Connor Casey was a terror in Germany. Um, but yes, Bobby Wood's tearing it up. And I tell you what, Bobby Wood, at this point, looks like he should absolutely be a lock starter in the upcoming qualifiers against Guatemala. I mean, he is at, he's in form. He's tearing it up. He's playing with confidence. Jurgen Klinsmann is going to have to put him on the field. No question about it. Uh, and lastly, uh, in the on the American uh, Americans abroad front, Julian Green uh, is at Bayern Munich, but now there's reports that AC Milan uh, is interested. And I'll tell you what, whether it's AC Milan or anywhere else in Europe, 
you, Julian Green just needs to get out of Bayern Munich. And and apologies if I if I addressed this last episode because um, I did write about it this week for Goal.com. But, I mean, he just needs to move. And, I mean, he's at a point in his career now where he, he's stagnating a bit. He needs to play. You know, if he was 17, 18, then you could say, okay, he's developing. He's, you know, he's learning. But he's already done that. He's put his years in. He's put his time in there. It's time for him to play somewhere. And whether it's the Bundesliga 2 or, or lower level Bundesliga or league championship in England. Uh, I know some people have suggested MLS. I don't see MLS being an option. I really don't. Um, when you want to talk, it, it needs to be, people need to understand that Julian Green is a highly rated prospect for Bayern. And I don't, and, and they're not just going to, you know, it, I think at this point, they I, I could see them selling him, but I don't see them loaning him. I don't see Julian Green wanting to come play here yet. I think he's a guy who has big aspirations to make it in Europe. I mean, when you've come up through the ranks at Bayern Munich and you've been a top prospect at Bayern Munich, you're not at the age of 21 or 20 going to just say, oh, well, okay, I'm going to go, I'm, I'm going to go come play in MLS now. I, I don't see it happening. I think Green wants to stay in Europe and he should stay in Europe. So we'll see if AC Milan actually materializes as a realistic option. Uh, wherever he goes, he just needs to play. He needs to get some playing time. And, uh, because I do think he's a talented player. He hasn't really shown it for the U.S. national team other than the goal in the World Cup. Um, but, you know, there's a reason that Bayern has been so high in him. There's a reason Pep Guardiola has thrown him into some UEFA Champions League matches uh, and has had him trained with the first team. I don't, I don't, I don't. The sense you've, I've always gotten is that Guardiola likes him as a player. So, I mean, hey, Pep Guardiola, if Pep Guardiola likes you as a player, you, you're probably a pretty decent prospect. So we'll see what happens with Julian Green. Uh, and, uh, this is right. Ra- we're wrapping it up here. I'm definitely going to hit some traffic now heading into New York city. Uh, the last one, I'll close things out with, uh, some European news. Uh, the UEFA champions league draw, uh, took place on Friday morning. And yes, we have a couple of good, we, you know, it was inevitable. You were going to have some good matchups, but, uh, funny enough, the, the, the big powers, Barcelona, Bayern Munich, Real Madrid, all avoided each other. Uh, and the best matchup of the round is probably is for for I think most people's money, uh, PSG Paris Saint Germain against Manchester City in the Big Bucks Derby. Uh, that's going to be a great one. I think PSG is going to be the favorite in that one. Uh, they're playing very well right now. I think they're going to steamroll Man City. Uh, personally, I just don't think their defense is going uh, City's defense is going to be able to hold up, especially with Vincent Company injured again. Uh, poor, poor Vincent Company. He, he, uh, you know, he, he played recently and got hurt again, hurt his calf. Uh, I mean, I don't know. He's had like 500 calf injuries. It's unfortunate for such a good player, a guy who, when he's healthy and on his game, is arguably the best center back in the game. Well, definitely in, you know, on the short list. But uh, without him, City's going to have a tough time against PSG. Then we have Barcelona, Atletico Madrid. Uh, I know, I know. Look, Atletico is tough. Everyone knows I love Simeone and and, and the style Atletico, Atletico plays, but Barcelona's had their number, and Barcelona's kind of owned the series against them in recent years. And and with Barcelona playing at their best right now, I don't see Atletico being the team to stop them. Uh, Bayern Munich, obviously, staying alive after coming back to beat Juventus in, in that dramatic round of 16 clash. I still think Bayern Munich could potentially be the team to stop Barcelona, although that defense definitely does not look like a defense that could stop Barcelona. Um but I'm still holding out hope we get the Bayern the Bayern Barcelona final. I think most I think most casual observers would love to see that, uh, and we could still see it uh, looking at the matchups. And then obviously you have Real Madrid uh, it, it, with a bit of a cushy draw as well against Wolfsburg. Although 
they've looked vulnerable at times as well. So uh, that that'll be fun to watch. So keep an eye out for that. And uh, I think that's it, really. That that's it's going to wrap it up. It's a quick show. Apologies for uh, for not having a longer show, not having any guests on. Uh, it, it's been a, a bit of an interesting week on my end, but we'll we'll, uh, we'll be back on Monday. I'm going to look to make some phone calls and get some people on. Uh, try to get a couple of guests on uh, to talk about those those U.S. rosters and the upcoming U.S. matches next week. Uh, you know, I, I won't be in Guatemala for that qualifier, but I will be in Columbus for the, the return leg against Guatemala. Uh, but we'll we'll be all over those matches next week. But before we get to that, we'll obviously have MLS Week 3 to discuss. And I, I'll say it again. If you don't, I know for those of you who maybe want to watch college basketball this weekend, there are some, some very, very, very good MLS matches this week. So you're going to want to watch some of those as well. Uh, that's all for now. Uh, I, I, think, I think we've covered everything that we can cover. Uh, this is definitely one of the short, shorter shows in a while. Uh, hopefully we can keep it keep it short going forward uh, or keep it to an hour. I know people complain about how long the shows can be sometimes, so we'll, we'll try to work on that. But uh, that's all for now. I'm Ivis Galarset. This is the SBI Show.